Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Scott, we're here because we love you. You fed your lawn earlier this spring, and now you're at it again. We're concerned. Thanks, neighbors. But summer's on its way. While the grass may look bonny, green, and lovely now, it still needs a late spring feeding to keep it that way. Another feeding now with Scott's strengthens and helps defend your lawn from the brutal heat and heavy use to come. Let's go feed! Yeah. Yeah. Feeding! Yeah. Go feed! <laughs> Get Scott's Tough Builder Lawn Food. Feed your lawn. Feed it. And to clear out weeds while you feed, get Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed. I do a- this is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. This is the O-N-E Host Intern Show, and I'm your host, Genesis Marius Kemp. On air now from Lagos, dial in at 516-453-9133. Press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. Tonight's subjects are going to be dealing with and overcoming grief, legacy building, and life challenges. I am sure we have all dealt with grief, whether it was the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship that didn't work out, the loss of any life circumstances that left you feeling less than or feeling as if you were just down and out and you just did not know what to do. Then we're going to go into life challenges, whether we're dealing with so many things that the world is portraying, whether it's on the media, whether we're dealing with problems at home that may feel as if it's causing us to remain stagnant, whether we may be dealing with anything that can cause us to get outside of our comfort zone or stay in our comfort zone because we're afraid of taking that leap of faith. We're afraid to step out and be bold, be courageous, and be unapologetically us. Then the last topic is, how do you build legacy? Because your legacy is going to look different than the next man or woman because the vision was placed inside of you, not the other person. So I really want to have this as an interactive conversation where we're going to unpack these topics. I want to hear from you as the listeners, and I want to know what is going on and how can we achieve the next step by talking about it and looking for tools, tips, and tricks to help you move from where you currently are to where you want to be. But it first starts by doing a RCA, root cause analysis, and understanding where you are right now and how you need to pivot in order to get to where you want to be. So let's jump into the topic of grief first. So a little bit about me before I really get started is I am the author of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. My first edition of my book came out in May 2020, and I went back and released the second edition of my book in February 2021, where I thought it was wise to include information that happened in 2020 because a lot of people were faced with challenges that either left them feeling as if they were stuck, left them feeling sad because they lost a loved one due to the pandemic or due to the negligence of the pandemic, or they were just dealing with the pressures of life that constantly was weighing them down. So I thought that was very evident to put that out there to just give people hope, to encourage them, to inspire them and motivate them. Now, What I'm doing now is really talking to different people about their life journeys, 
their struggles that they're facing, talking about real topics that really matter and letting people know that it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have slips, trips, and falls, but the most important thing is to get back up whenever we feel like as if we're stuck and in a holding pattern because we never want to remain stagnant and allow our negative mindset or thinking thinking to keep us back. The other thing that is really evident, too, is just knowing that there is a bigger purpose out there. And once we really know what our purpose is, then we are not going to be afraid to cross those invisible lines. We're not going to be afraid to rise above limitations and break down those barriers because the world needs us to show up and be who we were created to be, not what other people want us to be. So that's one of the reasons why I chose these three topics tonight. And what I faced last year was not only did my book come out, not only did my father get sick, but my father also passed away on November 25th, 2020, which was really hard for me because I was super close to my dad. I mean, he was my A1 from day one. He was my best friend. He was my ride or die. We did everything together, and I felt like I could talk to my dad more than I could talk to other people in my life because he was just that supporter for me that I needed. And despite him being gone and not being here with me, one thing that really helps me when I'm feeling sad is remembering the fond memories we share, looking at videos that we made, thinking about the trips that we went on, and et cetera, and just really tapping into that space. But another thing that I don't let is I don't let people tell me how to grieve and when to grieve because everyone is going through a different grieving process, and the way that you grieve may not be the same way that someone else grieves, and that's okay. And it's okay to say that you're not okay. It's okay to tell people, hey, I just don't feel like talking right now or I need some time for myself. Because if you don't take time for yourself, then people are going to constantly drain you and suck your energy because it's not their energy and they're not giving you energy. So if you don't set those healthy boundaries for yourself, don't expect anyone else to do it. And whenever you are feeling blue, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like, man, am I just living or am I existing, think about the emotions and ask yourself some questions. Why am I feeling this way? Is it a life circumstance? Is it an experience that I'm dealing with right now? Is it the people that I'm surrounding myself with that are causing me to feel this way? And really begin to analyze where you are. And once you analyze where you are, then you can address the root cause. Once you address the root cause, then you're going to be able to find out solutions. And I want you to find healthy solutions that will become a coping mechanism for you to deal with your personal grief. Because if you don't deal with it, then it's going to constantly cause you to slip back. And you don't want time to pass you by because life is moving fast. And I can't even believe that it's already May 10th. It felt like it was just January. And now here we are in the fifth month, and time is really flying, flying by super fast. So... I want to start asking you listeners is what is your grief process and how do you deal with your personal grief story? Make sure you 
dial one to join in the conversation and let me know how you are dealing with your grief. And maybe we could talk about some tips and tricks that are working for you and see how we can share the experience. While we're while I'm waiting for you to dial in, I also want to put it out there for you to get a grief journal, which is either a notepad where you could write down your feelings as they present itself so you could also look back on it and take some time to reflect because the best thing is to reflect on some of the things that are showing up present and ask yourself, why are those things showing up presently? And is there a reason why they keep presenting itself? And if they keep presenting itself, it's probably because you're not addressing the situation and you're not dealing with it. You're probably trying to create a mental block in your mind where you're blocking out those hard feelings, those emotions, because you don't want to deal with it because it's painful to talk about it. It's painful to address it. It's painful to relive the situation and the experience or you may feel like you don't have someone to talk about it with. You don't have a trusted source, or people may not understand you if you tell them what you're going through. But rest assured that not everyone is going to understand you, and that's okay. It just means that person is not a part of your tribe for that season, because just like seasons change, we are going to change and evolve with the times. So you have to know when to hold them, and when to fold them. You have to know when to speak and who to speak with because sometimes people could really drain could really drain you if you let them because they're not going to understand and it's no disrespect to that person but it's also no disrespect to you. It's just that we're all in different places in our life and different seasons. Another thing too that I've noticed personally with the grief is even though I lost you know, my father, my mother lost her husband for 29 years. So the way that she's going to grieve the loss of my father is going to be different than the way that I grieve the loss because he was my dad, but he was her husband. And then my sisters are going to grieve the loss differently. My brothers are going to grieve the loss differently. And so are my nieces and nephews because we each had our own personal relationship with him. And yes, we want him here, but I want my dad to be here whole and well. I don't want him to be here and be suffering out of my selfish desires for wanting him to be here. And when I look back, I remember in the scripture, it says there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time for seasons and there's a time for changes. And whenever I thought about that, it gave me comfort because we are all here for a purpose. And when our purpose is fulfilled, then, you know, we complete our mission here and we may go on to the afterlife, we may go on to heaven or whatever you choose to believe. But we're going to, you know, either go into the earth or some people may want to be cremated and then we're going to just be gone. So I want you to really think about that and let that marinate in for a little bit and ask yourself, is it resonating with you? And while you're asking yourself, is it resonating with you? Ask yourself what jumped out at you in the conversation so far. And we're going to revisit this subject later on as more callers start to call in. The next subject is understanding life's challenges. And one of the things that I faced, as I mentioned earlier, was being laid off. I spent 
15 years in corporate America, 12 years in the oil and gas and energy sector, and seven and a half of those years was spent working for a Fortune 500 oil and gas company. And it was at that company where I began to climb the corporate ladder. But I climbed the corporate ladder because I began to take ownership of my career. And I did start at the bottom of the totem pole. I started as an administrative assistant. I went to school at night while working full time. And then while I was in school, I noticed that my first boss was starting to drop um, nuggets here and there regarding what I was studying because I started off as a psychology major. And my first supervisor was a male, and he asked me, what do you plan on doing with a psychology degree working here at this oil and gas company? So I paused for a moment, and I said, hmm. I thought to myself, that is a really good question. But my whole goal was to go to medical school, and I wanted to use psychology as a stepping stone. But it's funny how sometimes we want certain things, but then God gives us what we need, and he has a different plan. And if our plan is not aligning with his will and purpose for us, he's going to change the trajectory. So I ended up changing my major from psychology to supply chain and logistics in technology, and I got double minors, one in purchasing, and one in organizational leadership and supervision from the University of Houston, and I graduated in honors which it was hard, you know, going to school at night and working full-time. It was draining, but it was a sacrifice that I was willing to take in order to pursue my goals and fulfill some of the dreams that I had. So as I was going throughout that whole little process, I started to pay attention to what the company had to offer. And one, they had to issue reimbursement, and I said, oh, wow, that will be incredible because I won't have to foot the entire bill of my degree. I could allow the company to pay for my degree if I selected a degree that pertained to the company, which I ended up changing my major to fit that. But then what I didn't know, there's always a loophole, and there's always some back end to the story. So once I changed my degree and they started to pay for my tuition reimbursement and I finally graduated, I saw that I had to work for the company. I believe it was a year to two years, and if I left prior to that, I would have to pay the money back that they spent on my tuition. So I stayed, and while I while I stayed, I was looking for ways to get into another role because I wanted to really maximize my degree because, one, I believe in getting a ROI. For those of you who don't know, a ROI is a return on investment, meaning if the company is going to invest in me to send me to school and pay for my tuition, then I want it to get an ROI and move out of the administrative assistant role into a professional role. So then I began to network in the company internally as well as externally. And once I started to do that, I ran across people who who gravitated to me and they saw the potential that I had and they were willing to help me out. The one lady I met was at an outside extracurricular activity. I believe it was junior achievement or it may have been United Way. And her and I became really good friends and we built a rapport. She told me some years later that she was getting ready to retire. And when she 
was putting in her retirement papers, she submitted my name in a bucket for me to be slotted into her role. So that started the break into my first professional opportunity where I moved out of the administrative bucket into a raw material coordinator position for polypropylene. Then from there, I started to move into other other roles, but it was a struggle. But I had to see myself beyond what the company saw me. They saw me as an admin, and I heard the slogan, once an admin, always an admin. And I asked myself, by whose definition? That's their definition, but that's not the definition that I have for me, and that's not where I see myself because I know the vision that the Lord placed inside of me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. So um, I started to do that, and then I went on from a raw material coordinator to a compliance coordinator. So I began to really climb the corporate ladder and started to really fight and advocate for myself. But it goes to show that whenever somebody puts a roadblock in front of you, you don't always have to bend and break to that roadblock. You can shake that off, and if you know that the vision has been placed in you and you know what your vision is, then stick to the script and do that. Um, I'm about to take the first caller. The caller is in the queue, so I'm eager to speak to you. Uh, when you come on, please state your name and the city or country that you're calling from so I can address you appropriately. Hi, it's Jerry Petito. How are you? Hey, Jerry. I am doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. You know, I, I love you, and I loved interviewing you, and I'm listening to you, and I'm like, you sound like you're about, you know, 70 with all this experience. Um, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you're you amazing. so much. It feels so, so different being, being on the other side. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So you could interview me for 10 seconds. Do you want to ask okay, me a awesome. question? I sure do. So, Jerry, um, I know in life that there's very various life challenges that we all play, all face. So can you tell me one life challenge that you face and how did you overcome it? Because I really want to inspire the other listeners tonight. So I have to pick one, huh? Um, and I'm only pick, saying that to, but I'm only saying that to say this, and I, and I will tell you one or two. We have so many challenges as a rule, the human race. We all have challenges. And how we overcome them is huge. That's going to make or break us. And I, I've had to learn not to allow anything to break me. So, and, you know, my dad, my dad ended up with Alzheimer's. So we kept him. Dad was my everything like your dad was. And, um, you know, I had to overcome that. Watching my dad become... He ended up in diapers, skin and bones. He was a big guy. He was my rock. He was everything. And there that was. And you know what? I, I gave it all to God. And I actually smiled when my dad took his last breath. While I was crying, but I smiled because he wasn't in pain anymore. So you have to come to terms with every different situation and how you want to deal with them to make you feel whole again. My boyfriend died 10 years ago. We grew up together since seventh grade. And, you know, he had an aneurysm in his heart. They said there was no, stop, you know, saving him. And I had to overcome that as well. And, and like so many out there, you know, so many people have lost their loved ones, right? 
But yeah. I had to give it to God and everything else I've overcome, drug addiction, right, all of it. Because if I, if I have to go through life thinking I'm it, and I say this often, even if you don't believe in God, people, think about this. Do you want to really go through your life thinking you're it and you're the one who has your back? Because I'll tell you what, I'd be dead if it was me who had my back all those years. So I have to believe, I have to have faith that there's something bigger and better up there, you know, that's got my back, and it's God. So that that's mm-hmm. how I overcome things. I always give it to God. And I like that you said that, Jerry, that, you know, and I'm sorry for your loss of not only your father because that's near and, and dear to my heart. And well. I could... yep, Thank you. Well, and about your boyfriend, but I love the fact that you said if it was just you by yourself, where would you be? And I like the fact that you said you get, you give it to God. And whether you listeners are a believer in Christ or not, there has there there's maybe someone else that you pray to or believe in or whatever. But I just want to encourage you just by Jerry's testimony as well as my testimony is never lose hope in where you want to see yourself and never lose hope in believing in who you are and the power that you have because it's so incredible that if you change your mindset and you change your perspective, then you could see the fruits of your labor produce an abundant harvest. But it first starts about coming to grips and terms with where you are present presently and how you're going to get over it. But things in our life don't happen by accident. They either happen to us and for us to be better. So, Jerry, I really want to thank you for sharing those experiences about the passing of your father and the passing of your boyfriend. And you also mentioned how you overcame drug addiction. And there may be a listener on here tonight that is going through a loss of a loved one or that may have overcame drug addiction too. And by you sharing the power of your testimony, you just gave them hope. So thank you so much for dialing in. I love you. I I love love you you, too. You're going to do incredible. (laughs) Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. That was amazing. Um, I'm just so grateful that Jerry called in. Um, We met on Facebook, and she had me on her show, which is called The Jerry Petito Show. She's also a host of of this um, broadcast, and she's phenomenal. So if you've never heard Jerry Petito, go check her out. She has a YouTube channel called The Jerry Petito Show, and she's doing incredible things. So I just really want to shout out Jerry for all her incredible work and for just coming on here and just sharing her testimony and being transparent. We're going to jump into the next caller. I have caller two in the queue. Uh, Make sure whenever you come on, you state your name and state where you're calling from. Hi, Hi, this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Genesis. I'm Lisa, Florida, everyone, and I'm calling from Southern California. Oh, I love SoCal. I haven't been yet, but whenever I go, listeners, I am going to hit Lisa up. So, Lisa, since it's your first time calling in, I want you to share a little bit about your background. I know you have an incredible project called the 8 Billion um, project podcast. So share a little um, snippet of that. Yeah. Thanks, Genesis, for allowing me to share. Everyone, I am Lisa Florida, and I am the host of the 8 Billion Project. And I launched my podcast last October. 
Um, it seems as if a lot of people have been empowered from the events of last year, and I am no exception to the rule. My podcast is about uncovering and sharing um, the life purpose of everyone on this planet. So not everyone say you have an overly ambitious goal of trying to interview 8 billion, but it's not about actually um, interviewing 8 billion people. I mean, that's not until 2023 is when that population will happen. However, it's about, you know, speaking to individuals like yourself, Genesis, whom you were actually my guest last week, and just actually sharing the uh, path and the journey that you take as as you all move into a more purposeful and um, a more purposeful life. So if you can imagine, there are so many people uh, around the world that have, have had their lives turned upside down from the pandemic. And in some cases, they've either, uh, you know, changed careers, they've left it, they've had no choice but to leave it. And so it's all about like self-discovery and, and the journey of that. So you know, I get the pleasure of interviewing a lot of these people and and um, being able to, you know, help use these stories to inspire or use the podcast as a platform to, to share their story. And you are doing amazing, Lisa. It was just such a pleasure to be interviewed by you and just share space during the interview, um, prior to the interview, and after the interview. And I know one thing that you and I have in common is the loss of a parent. Would you mind sharing how you personally dealt with the loss of your mother if you feel compelled to do so? Yes, and I'm actually here to support that because I knew that you were talking about grieving. And it was a big part of my journey. I mean, sometimes the grieving even starts before they leave, you know, or they leave the physical plane. And I, I think that it was wonderful what you were talking about in, in the beginning. Everyone has a unique journey. The best part about part about it is um, being great, uh, you know, giving yourself grace and so much love through the process and having your, you know, allowing it to be your unique process no matter how it is. Because another thing that you did suggest was a journal, and I wish that I had actually done that. I was so big in journaling. Um, growing up, and I didn't do it. But for me, the the most um, I would say personally for myself, and I and I've talked to other people who have lost a parent. Sometimes the first year of their passing becomes the the biggest adjustment because you know there's so much love that actually gets poured into you as support from friends and family. Um, However, it is the first year that it is without their physical presence here on 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 the earth. So it's adjusting to all of that. And, of course, you're going to go through moments where you have different memories of them. But just like you were saying, Genesis, it's the memories that, that the good memories that you have that keep them alive, you know, that keep them alive in your heart. And to, for me, as I was, as years have passed, it's been about close to three years this August, um, when I shifted to just understanding that I have someone like my mother all the time, and that's what's really neat as what, when they transition to becoming, you know, full spirits and angels, um, you'll realize that they are always there with you. And so I was even telling Dennis this too. I said, I, there's a lot of things that even after my mother's passing that I can't explain, you know, that uh, was like either divine guidance. And if you talk to them, you'll, you'll just you'll just see the different messages. Like for me, I was just seeing butterflies all over or you start to see the beauty in life, you know? So again, everyone's process is different. Everyone's grieving process 
the biggest thing is to give yourself grace and allow yourself to process no matter how long it takes. Because I know for some people it could be more than a year. It could, And losing a parent or any loved one for that matter could take, it, it, it's a piece of you that really is never the same again. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and that's so but, true. Right? It, it, it's nothing like, uh, it, like no one could truly replace my mother. And just like your father, right? So you hold those memories in your heart. And what you do is you take with them, you know, like you take all the good memories about them. And you, and you leave a legacy um, doing things in honor of them or, or using their spirit to inspire you to do good things. And, and I'm pretty sure that might be, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking though, Genesis, and I don't know if we talked about this, that might be the reason you continue to be in, inspired to, to speak on these platforms. Uh, yes, that's one of the biggest reasons, um, Lisa, is because I do I do it not only for my dad and to build a legacy. Even though he's not here, I know that there's offsprings that is coming up, like my nieces and my nephews, and I want to pave a foundation for them and let them know it's okay to not follow the straight and narrow path. Like in life, mm-hmm. we're going to go through these journeys, and these journeys are going to be a zigzag life. Like, it can be a hell of a ride, and it can be a roller coaster. So it's okay that if you go from point A to B all the way to C in order to come back, in order to come back to maybe E, F, or whatever, it may not be always that connect the dot path, but it does not mean that because you're not doing it the way that someone else is doing it, that you're not worthy because we're all going to go through something, but it's going through the process and there's going to be a pruning process where sometimes we may go through a go through the period of stripping away things, whether we're stripping away maybe family and friends for a particular season, whether we're stripping away, you know, hanging out with certain people or talking to certain people because we have to grow and mature and he's taking us to a different level. He's taking us through a different season and through a different dimension and that's okay. But the one reason why I grind as hard as I do is it's not just for Genesis, but it's about the legacy that I'm trying to build, the impact that I'm trying to make and the generational Um, opportunities that I'm trying to put out there in the universe to let people know, don't despise small beginnings. Don't despite where you came from, because where you came from and where you started is not where you're going to end up. And I really just appreciate you just sharing that journey about your mother, because I truly believe that there's going to be someone listening tonight who needed to hear that wisdom that you shared, Lisa, who needed to hear how you dealt with grief because they may want some tips and tricks, not only from Genesis, but from you, because sometimes when we speak to out in the universe, our message may not be for everyone, but it will be for someone. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better. It's so true, though. And I, and I, you know, I, I piggyback on exactly what you're saying, and that's exactly my reason, too. It's to change. You know, I have a son that's 17, and it's to change. That's exactly what our parents wanted to do. And it's always a desire of a parent to always want to leave the the world a better place. And that's what we're doing. You know, um, we're stepping out and, and having the courage to do things. And even if it just helps one person tonight, it made it makes the whole difference. And that, that was the thing is for me too, it was taking action on this inspiration, right? Oftentimes people are scared, but you'd be, 
you'd be oddly surprised at how much when you step into your power and you do it with such good intention, there are people that can feel that energy and, and they know it comes from a good space and you start to build a following and you start to influence people in such a good way. And that's what we do, right, Genesis? We create this momentum to inspire others that you guys will step in into your power, into your light and be, you know, and and what was that, Genesis? It was like push out all the darkness. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> You kick out all the darkness and you allow your light to illuminate because your light is going to knock out the darkness. So as long as you're being bold, as long as you're being courageous, as long as you're being inspirational and everything, the universe and people, the right people will gravitate to you. And then it creates Mm -hmm. a ripple effect, that domino effect, and you're going to be out there killing it in the game. But it starts by you just taking that first step. Take that leap of faith. And or you could just take that jump and then open your parachute on the way down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the number one thing. It starts with the first step. It really does. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing. And for the listeners out there, make sure you go check out 8 Billion Project Podcast. Look up Lisa Florida. She is amazing and she is making amazing impacts. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, thank you, Genesis. You are doing absolutely the same, and I'm here to support all, to support you on your journey and everyone else on their journey. Thank you. Have a good evening and continue to listen to the show. Oh, that was phenomenal, listeners. We're going to jump into the next caller. We have caller three in the queue. You know the drill. State your name and tell us where you're calling from. Hey, caller three, are you there? Hi, Genesis. Hello? I had uh, trouble trying to find the mute button on my phone. <laughs> no worries. So give us your first and last name so the listeners can know who you are. I know who you are, but they don't know you. <laughs> Hi, my name is Diedrich Moon. Diedrich Moon. I did not say DJ. If anyone was listening earlier today, um, I was on a um, – a call with the Tina and uh oh shoot, I just had a brain fart. Uh the Tina and Angel Morning Show and I have a new name. So my new my pen name now is uh Dominic. So my name is Deidre <laughs> Dominic Moon. <laughs> and I'm calling from uh <laughs> and I'm calling from North Carolina. Okay, awesome. Welcome, Diedrich. I'm so glad you were able to call in. I know a little bit about you, but I want you to give the listeners tonight a little bit background of who you are. And just so I could open it up, you are the author of The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Goal, and your daughter, Haley Moon, is the co-author, and your daughter is also an author herself, and she has the book, The Rules of a Big Boss. And I know you know all about grief, and you also know about life challenges. So share a little bit more about your background. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, what I don't say too often is that, you know, I was raised by a single parent who ended up becoming a single parent. Um, I went to school and uh, college with a background in electronics, electronics engineering, information technology, and systems engineering. Um, is my background. 
and uh, in undergrad, and then in uh, grad school, ended up dabbling in you know psychology and uh, psychology, information leadership, and business administration. So I took all of that, and I initially started out working in the IT field, and I left the IT field and started working more in uh, strategy and corporate communications and things of that nature. And looking down uh, then, I never thought that I would actually end up seeing myself being an author, excuse me, an author at this point in life. But what was funny was as time went on or whatever, I started get, becoming more and more in charge of corporate communications. So with respect to corporate communications, uh, supervisors and program directors found out that I was a pretty decent writer and I was pretty good at convincing people of things. So they started saying, hey, I'm going to put you in charge of writing business cases or whatever. Okay, fine. Or I'm going to put you in charge of, you know, writing uh, communications out to the workforce. Okay, fine. Um, you know, or Diedrich, I need you to work your magic at this, or I need you to work your magic and cadets to these people. I'm like, okay, fine. So, so anyway, question really quick before you go on, Diedrich, question. So as they were putting you in charge of writing these communications, you could kind of hear how God was planting a seed in you that he was getting ready to harvest later on, but you didn't know that seed was being planted. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> Yeah, um, yes, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, you, you stole my thunder there because that's exactly what I was going to say. I didn't realize that, you know, that that would come later down the road. And I was just like, okay, whatever. If you, that's what you guys need me to do. Fine, I'll do it. And um, come June of 20, and this is all the way starting back in, you know, 2010. So it was a long journey towards getting there because this all started in 2010, and now we fast forward up to 2020. So in 2020, my daughter started writing a book or whatever, and, you know, I looked at it and I said, okay, let me edit this for you. Let me help you. Uh, let me help you uh, with the editing and get it published and everything. And then we did that. And as you know, Genesis, that was the birth of the uh, the Rules of a Big Boss Book of Self-Love in June of 2020, June the 25th, 2020. So then fast forward from there. And then we get into November of 2020. So in November of 2020, we started working on, on a book that we co-authored, which was the um which was the Unexpected Journey Fire and Gold. And we co authored that book and, you know, we went through it or whatever and we published that in February. And, you know, the funny thing is I owe all due respect back to my Tracy because my Tracy was a professional English major. And I Tracy actually was my editor when I was in high school and college. And I Tracy had this red pen that I can't stand. She would mark up all of my papers and literally rewrite them and say, take this out, move this here, move this there, and blah, blah, blah. And I got so sick about Tracy that I ended up becoming like her. So I started getting to the point by the time I got to my sophomore year in college, and Tracy stopped marking up my paper so bad because she was like, you're finally starting to get it. You're doing a wonderful job. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a wonderful job despite you because I'm so sick of you marking up my papers. But I didn't realize the seeds that uh, Tracy was painting in me, planting in me way back in the late 90s and things of that nature. So now, you know, to bring things full circle, I totally get it now and have that appreciation for uh, Tracy that I didn't have back then. So anyway, now not only am I an editor, I'm an 
editor, an author, a blogger, a blogger, a small business owner, things of that nature. So that's a little bit about me and a little bit of the story behind the story of how I got more or less started on my writing journey. Awesome. And I know a little bit more insight, and I know it wasn't easy for you to write the book, The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Gold, because you had life challenges that were just coming one after another after another. But what helped you stay grounded during those life challenges when you were facing it? And how did those life challenges cause you grief? Because even though you may have not grieved the loss of a de- of a loss, no, even though you may not have grieved the loss of a loved one, you were still grieving because of the circumstances and situations that you were dealing with um, due to workplace bullying, a toxic work environment, and et cetera. Would you like to share a little insight about that? The, the most difficult things I went through in my life were the passing of my grandmother in um, November of 2010. And also uh, November the fourth, two thousand ten, and the dissolution of my marriage, um, or whatever, and that was in uh, July of two thousand nine, I believe. And mm-hmm. you know, nothing can compare to those. Uh, those two incidents in particular just broke my heart into pieces, broke my heart and broke my spirit, and that, and God had to put me back together. And, I mean, I was just totally broken by those uh, two experiences because, like, you know, uh, God took away the two, took away the things that were most important to me during those time periods. Like, with my marriage, it wasn't so much the dissolution of my marriage. It was my wife taking my daughter away from my, taking my daughter away from That was really heartbreaking. Um, Grandmother, she was the person that was closest to me, you know, outside of my daughter. So having said all of that, you know, the big thing that was able to get, or the way that I was able to get through it is, you know, I've been through two events in my life that were more hurtful than these experiences with my job or whatever. And, you know, being able to deal with stone helped me manage. Also, too, you know, the uh, what happened with my daughter or whatever and the experiences that she went through was like the attempted murder, uh, bullying, sexual assault, things of that nature. You know, those things were uh, fairly spirit-breaking, too. And I said to myself, if I can get through these experiences, I can get through anything. So the, uh, what's, going respect, what's going on with the job or whatever, does it hurt? Absolutely. But does it hurt in the grand scheme of things, or does it have the same magnitude of hurt that, you know, these experiences have? They do not. And, you know, so the old adage of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Run mm-hmm. So, you know, I it, there was still some depression, there was still some anxiety, there was still a lot of anger, but nowhere near on the grand scheme of things, you know, so it gave me a new appreciation for the road that was traveled several years ago, because the road that was traveled several years ago helped me prepare for the road that's, you know, right there in front of me right now, and it made it a lot easier. And I love how you said that, and I'm just going to summarize it for the listeners as I get ready to take the next caller. So despite Diedrich 
going through his life challenges and his own grief process of losing his grandmother, losing um, his relationship that did not work out whenever um, him and his wife got a divorce, and then dealing with his daughter who dealt with bullying and et cetera, he still came out on the other side despite how things were coming up against him. He did not allow that to break him. So even though he went through the fire, he did not he was not consumed and he did not bend he did not break and now he's coming out as gold he is a single father he is an author an editor he has his own podcast and he's doing incredible things so for you listeners tonight if you were encouraged by Dietrich's testimony the short bit that he shared I want you to go connect with him on social media at d dot moon on Facebook you could find him on Instagram and you could also um hit him up on other social media platforms. And I'm going to jump to the next caller. So I have caller four in the queue. When you come on, please state your first and last name and tell us where you're calling from. Thank you, Diedrich. Hey, peace, peace, and abundant divine blessings. My last right here of a first, middle, and a last travel name is Huni Bach Atun. That's my travel name and my pen and stage name is the Magic Man Haru. Um, let me let me deal with your special guest right quick. Your special guest, I definitely want to co- co- connect with you, sir. Um, I mean, literally, my heart is really jumping for joy that uh, you went through that. And my humble advice is, I say this to you as well as all parents, whether you're single or not, self-defense as early as possible. That's one of the things I have respect for a lot of the the Asian uh, people in their communities, just as soon as the children can stand and walk, they start learning the art of hand-to-hand and mind-to-mind combat. I definitely want to put that out there. Now, as far as you, I mean, I am really, really blown, blown away by how professional you are, the way that your show flows, and you have a lot of energy. So along with having said that, <laughs> Congratulations, Genesis. Is it Amaris Kemp on your ONE syndication station all-time connection record? And this is your Thank first you. all-time as an intern. Now, let me share. Let me share something with you. To get a connection okay. record for us in the greatest network of our time. Okay, this is very, very important because not only is it planning the seeds of good faith. You have a lot of people tuning in tonight, well over 7 million. So, um, you know, you already got takes, and I definitely want to take time to say that. And um, I'm just just happy to even be up here making the announcement for you. And before I go, I am the host of We Will Aware You. Uh, My show was on last Thursday. The last advancement I gave, I spoke about the power of Prison Ministries Incorporated. Definitely want to take time to listen to that as well as all of our O&E hosts here at uh, O&E Dynasty. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And be sure to connect with me offline because I do have a person in my network who is interested in doing more stuff in the prison ministry, and she's based in Dallas, so we could definitely chat offline. And I want to thank you so much for giving me um, kudos and welcoming me into y'all's family. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here because I know you all do incredible things behind the scenes and you are making an impact and changing lives yourself. So thank you so much for dialing in and giving a shout out to the last caller who was Dietrich Moon. 
and for the incredible things that you're going to continue to keep on doing. And we have our next caller in the queue. So we have caller five. Make sure you state your first and last name and tell us where you're calling from. Hello, good night. Hey. Hi, good night. Is this Kadian? Yes. <laughs> good night. I'm calling from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. My name is Kadian Asimoto. Hi. Hi, Kadian. Oh, Welcome Hey, Katie, and welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking time out to call in. So I want you to just share a little bit back, a little bit of your background to the listeners. I know you are an author, and I do hear some background noise, so I'm not sure if you could yes, step into a place. That's okay. okay. That's I wish I get better. That's, that's a, no, no, no. She's at, right now. I'm gonna bring her back on when when that noise is eradicated, and definitely we'll take our next call at this time. And uh, caller, you're live right now with Genesis of Maris Kemp right here, the O&E Host Intern Show. Thank you so much, caller. Welcome. Please give a, give me your first and last name and tell the listeners where you're calling in from. Caller, are you there? I'm your host, Genesis of Maris Kemp. That's okay, okay Genesis. Well, what happens some, some, you know what happens? Sometimes people press one and don't know that they're supposed to speak at that time. So we, we keep on going. I'm going to try to bring back on our young lady from Pittsburgh, see if her line is on. I would love to talk to her. All right, young lady, you there? Yes. Hello, good night. Good night. Yes, you sound, you sound hey. wonderful. You sound wonderful. <laughs> hey, good night. Um, good night, callers, and all the callers that call in. Your story is inspiring. Continue to do the work. Continue to... Make a difference out there because in this time and age, we all have a part to play because our young kids are looking up to us. Um, I'm Kadian Asimosa, I'm the author of insp- two inspirational Bible verse books from A to Z, alphabetical order. Um, it's encourage kids, and I'm trying to help these kids to let them know that no matter what they're going through, no matter what is out there, you can still become who God creates you to be. Um, I was a dropout from school and couldn't read, spell properly, still struggle with my word, but I did not let that stop me from becoming who I am today. I never let that stop me from not writing a book. So persons out there that is struggling, did not have that proper education, you still can get it. Go for it. Go for it. Put yourself, get out of your comfort zone and step out into something new. Thank you so much, Kadian, for sharing that. For you listeners, Kadian is a two-time author. She has two books out. She's a Christian author. Five-time author. Yes, thank you, Kadian, for correcting me. Say that again one more time. Five-time author. Five-time author. Thank you, y'all. I stand corrected. Incredible five-time author, and she's doing incredible things. You can find her on social media. And, Katie, and I really want to thank you for encouraging the listeners out there who needed a boost of encouragement despite the season that they may be in right now. So thank you so much for taking the time to dial in, share, and hold space with us. You are doing incredible things, and I'm here to give you your flowers while you can enjoy them blooming. Thank you. God bless. 
God bless. I'm going to go ahead and jump to caller seven in the queue. Thank you so much for calling in, caller. Please state your first and last name and tell me where you're dialing in from. Well, first of all, I'm calling from Philly. It's your true friend, Willa God. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to everyone in Philly. And I'm listening so, to you. I'm listening to you got that youth inspiration, and the voice is captivating, where people be like, I just want to hear what else she's going to say. No. <laughs> I'm loving it. What? You kidding me? But you can, you definitely can ask me anything you want, but um, your topic, overcoming grief and life challenges, go ahead, speak your mind, because you, you're a winner right now. You're going to go a long way. I don't care how many okay. haters come outside want to just try to stop the program. It will not be deleted. You're going places, straight gate. Thank you so much. And I do want to ask you a question. So you're calling in from Philly, and you like the topics of grief, life challenges, and building legacy. And for you, I want to ask you, how are you planting seeds right now to build your legacy so you can secure a better future for yourself and future generations to come? <laughs> Ooh, you want to get ignorant, don't you? All right. You know what? The way – the way I've been doing it, right, is in a way just letting God maneuver. I do things without thinking. I do things spontaneously. I say things to people even though I might not get no accolades, even though they might even steal my, you know, my rhythm, my style, my voice, my, you know, persuasions. I just know Artie created myself to become a legend. But what I like to do and what I've been doing is just putting my foot down without putting it down all the way. And I'm just, like, trusting God. You got to, even when people do things wrong to you, you have to learn to turn the other cheek. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so hard because the people they're so ignorant with it. They don't care how you feel. They just want to become over you. And when that happens, you got to stare at them and say, what demon is around you right now to make you think that? Why do you have to belittle me, use me, or play me so you could move up further? Because when you move up further, now you're going to meet new demons, and more people are going to do more um, ungodly things to you, but since you wasn't having that created support system that you're supposed to have been involved with, you cheated to get where you're at. Now you can't hold on, and you might fall down, but we all get up. Mm-hmm. Come on, Willa God. Is, all we got in a problem in this world is crabs in the barrel. It's that mentality. It's like, no, you're not allowed to be better than me. People got to change. If you die, somebody's going to take your spot. And right now they're trying to kill everybody with everything God knows possible called hatred and malice and corona. Until corona mm-hmm. gone, the hatred and malice is still here. So what I've been doing is just moving forward, having my face like Flint, 
and try to play the blessing game. Like, hey, here's a blessing. <laughs> do you want to take it or do you want to talk about it? You got to figure that out. So mm. I just I just move I just move a little bit too fast, but I'm trying to move in slow motion so then I can be able to pick and choose now who is my newfound haters and who is my <laughs> thoroughbreds and who is the wannabes. Because there's only three ways to call it. Thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. wannabes, and newfound haters. I, I, I don't know what else to do. Because there's so many times I've always been dead and God still has me living right here, right now. Being um, a situation. I'm not going to say I'm a problem yet because people ain't see my problems. But right now I'm a situation. And mm-hmm. I'm not perfect but I know who I am and where I want to be. All y'all people got to do that's listening is figure out where you want to be and know who you're rolling with and just trust in God without being captivated by hatred and malice and foolishness. Amen. Amen. And I love that will of God. That was almost a testimony right there. And it was it was also, you know, some good scripture nuggets there. So it's like I need to pass a collection plate right now. Y'all may need to cash out will of God because he shares some really insightful nuggets in that short um, segment. And I just really want to thank you so much for calling in for sharing your testimony and also helping the listeners who are listening tonight as well as helping me to know who you're rolling with, to also know that there's a purpose for every single one of us and to know that if we just focus on us and we focus on how we are getting ready to build and continue to build to not only help us but to help other people, then you could see how we're going to flourish. But we can't allow our haters and people who don't see our vision to distract us because distractions are always going to come, either from left, right, up, down, middle, whatever. But the most important thing is to stay on this straight and narrow path and keep on going. And I want to thank you so much for supporting me tonight, and I can't wait till we actually have more conversations offline and I, you know, plant the seed back into you. So thank you so much, Will of God. And I'm going to go ahead and take the next caller. We have caller eight in the queue. queue. So caller eight. Hey, caller eight. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hey, is this pa- is this Talia? This is this is Paola. I I wasn't sure if, um, if y'all could hear me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, we can this hear is- you. Hey, Paula. Um, So my name is Paola Uranga And I'm calling in from Houston, Texas Woo! Shout out H-Town That's my hometown, y'all So Paula, I want you to go ahead And and share a little background of yourself For the listeners to know who you are And what you're working with I know who you are, but they don't Okay Um, So I'm a child of God First and foremost and and when I say that, I, I say that with just, like, you know, I've never introduced myself in that way. I've always said, oh, well, I'm this, I'm that. But, you know, I'm nothing without God. And, you know, I, I just, I recently found him, and he's tried to, you know, come in my life so many times. And I just, you know, I turned my back on him. 
and now I see, you know, I'm, I'm just so excited about life. And um, a little background about me besides besides that, of course, is like, you know, I I recently have been dealing with my my grandmother's death, and um, it's been a hard time for the family. But you know, through that, it's like I I was spiritually awakened. And I'm I'm so grateful, but it's you know it's it's been a lot. And I want to thank you, Paula, for just having the boldness and courageous to share the loss of your grandmother. Because I know you've been going through a lot, but it's and it and it's going to be to the point where you're going to go through your own grieving apart process because she was your grandmother, but I just want to encourage you that despite you not having her physical presence here with you, she is always going to be in your heart. The memories that you shared with your grandmother, the love that she gave you, the love that you gave her, and those memories are going to help you go through the process, especially whenever you want to cry. And it's okay to cry. Let those tears be tears of joy. Let them be healing because if we hold back our emotions and we try to keep everything in there's going to be become a time where it explodes and I want you to know that it's okay to say that you're not okay because we are all human beings and we're all going to go through something in life whether it's the grief of you know our loved one in your case you lost your grandmother or other things but you are here for a purpose you are doing incredible things some things you didn't mention tonight but I just want to give you your flowers while you're here and I want to thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of your testimony and how you're going through this process because believe me what you're going through right now is going to help someone else because you have now experienced the loss of a grandmother and they may there may be someone else who lost their grandmother and you may be able to speak to them based on what you experience because sometimes when we go through life's challenges people want people who have been there who have walked through the experience they don't want someone to you know be fake they want someone that could shake and bake with yeah. them and let them know hey I've been where you are and this is how I've overcame it and let me give you some tips and tricks and maybe these tricks and tips can help you overcome it but I'm here with you so thank you so much Paula for calling in you've been you've been a great inspiration definitely to to the rest of the callers to everyone listening here tonight I just want to say um as a as a personal friend of Dasley and just a, a person who sees what she's doing I I'm I'm just in awe Yes, aka she she knows me outside uh, outside of my stage name. So thank you so much. I'm gonna jump to the next caller. So thank you so much for supporting me, Genesis of Mars Kemp, on this fabulous platform. I'm gonna take the next caller. We have caller nine in the queue. So when you come on, please make sure you state your first and last name and tell me where you're calling from. Love you, Paula. Caller nine, are you here? Caller nine, you're on the line. Okay, that's fine. Hi, caller nine, I hear you. There we go. Hello? Caller nine? Hi, welcome. Hi, this is Verona calling from New York. Hey, Verona. Thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) How are you? I am doing well. It's a marvelous Monday. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell 
the listeners your first and last name and let them know about you because I know you're an author doing incredible things out in New York. <laughs> New York, New York. Well, I'm not a singer, so that's out. Okay. I'm not a singer. I'm just doing that. I am not a singer, so I'm a writer. I really don't consider myself as an author. I consider myself as a writer because there's a big difference between being a writer and an author because being an author, you could get somebody to write you a book. But I am a writer. I write, I write, I write, I write every day. So, yeah. So I'm Verona Willis-Brown. If you look me up, that's what you're going to see, Verona Willis-Brown. I am just a simple, ordinary person trying to make extraordinary mark on this land, you know. And I'm listening to you, Genesis, and I just want to say congratulations on this position that you have here. And the topic that you're putting out tonight, I've been listening since you started. And first of all, before I go into anything about myself, I just wanted to send positive energy to you as well as those who are ahead of me. I want to send positive energy. I want to send love from deep in my heart, from my belly, to those who are grieving, because I think that's your topic tonight. For those who are grieving, I want to send positive energy out to everyone and it's so funny because that's the topic because I just said this maybe yesterday, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. that my mother died since 2005. And I am just reaching to a point of myself after all these years. I stopped celebrating Mother's Day. I stopped celebrating birthdays. I stopped celebrating everything when my mother left. And as a result of all of that, I think I held myself back all those years. And then my dad died in 2013, and that add on to my mother. So I kind of went in emotional blockage for a while. So no one knows who Verona was. I was mommy. I never had a voice. I never had a name. I was in a back burner. So when my father died and I had to get over that, I spent many, many years, and I would suggest this to those who were ahead of me, I spent many years since my mother died writing. Writing, writing, writing. Writing is like therapy. Write your thoughts out. Write a letter to them. Write a letter to yourself. Just write and let all those thoughts come out of you because it will hold you hostage. And I remember days when I couldn't talk to nobody because I didn't know how to express how I was feeling. First, let me just roll back a little bit to say I was born and raised in the church. But I'm telling you this truthfully, God was not a part of the equation when my parents died. He was not a part mm-hmm. of it. And we have to face these things and we have to say these things truthfully. God was not a part of my equation because I questioned God as to why would you do that? As to why would you take my parents away from me? I had a lot of years with it. But God had to let me know, excuse me, I am the master. I do what pleases me. Mm, and I had to come, come to my senses. I had to come to my senses and I had to hear God for myself. 
I had to hear God for myself. I had to hear my own voice. So when he does stuff that pleases him, whether it's to take a parent, a child, whoever, whatever loved one you have, that is his responsibility. Our job Mm -hmm. is to go back up to him and say, listen, I see what you did. So now that you left me here without my parents, you have to give me strength. Because if you don't come to realization of God and what he's capable of doing, you will just go in the grave with your loved one. Mm, you will go in true. the grave with your loved one. Like I said, I spent many, many years in that dark place, in that dark place of depression. Nobody knew I had depression. Why? Because I walk around with a smile. But deep inside, it was dark. It was dark. Until my father died. When my father died, two years later, I lost my brother. And I had to come to realization that these people are dying, but I'm still living. Now, what am I going to do with my life? Because you have to learn to ask questions. Now, what am I going to do with my life? So now as I go to presently, I have two books out. And when I wrote those books, I wrote those books because I sat down and watched my parents die, my siblings die, and I was still alive. And when I looked at my life, I said, listen, you're still alive. So now what are you going to do with yourself? And when I wrote my book, my book is called Are You Free Enough? Mm, come on, come moment. on. It was a moment where I sat down and, like I said, I'm a writer. And I sat down and wrote words and, and wrote how I felt. I had to withdraw myself from a lot of people when I, when I did this book. And when I wrote this book, I wrote this book and Broken Faith. Broken faith. And when I wrote that book, the question came in where God said to me, are you even free? Ooh, that is a good question. Are you even free? Are you I like even- that. Bro, right, are you still here? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, the caller is going there. But we do have some, you know, we have a lot of calls to call tonight. And, of course, this is an intern show. So we want to thank all the folks that try to get in, try to get back in another month because she'll be with us. Congratulations, of course, Genesis, for the only syndicated fish and all-time connection record. Uh, outstanding tonight, which you put across. And, you know, we talked off the air about losing the parent. And it's kind of hard because you lose two. And you got to keep on rolling. And I love what you said earlier. It was it was it was awesome. You said, "Listen, I agree a different way. So don't tell me how to agree, okay? Oh, you ain't over that yet? No, I might be not over it after twenty years. No, mind your business. It's okay because God got my back. And now how that is. Anyway, tonight on these on these stations, we come back with Terry Strength, of course, the legend, and his show, Know Your Rights, right here on these on these stations, nine thirty Eastern. Good night time. And, of course, Delhi Nation is advertising to Oni, which is Ola Delhi Ingo's Enterprise, which is, of course, at www.lookingglassfromthetable.wordpress.com, as well as at Gozi Prime Time on that, 
Webnet.com. We're in Gozi Tambo for Twitter and Instagram. Ola Deling goes there, Paris and Google Plus. Ola Deling Malay Ring goes there, Facebook as well as our business page, the only host intern show as well as. There's still Deli Nation Online Radio established 2013. And any comments, suggestions, or wonderful programming tonight, Ola Day Lay down in Gozi with my and gmail.com and I am. Your mother and father's favorite producer, Ola Deling Malay Ring Gozi, saying goodnight and good luck. For all the folks out there in our force radio that support us on a constant basis. And so, for the next two minutes left to go in the program, the final thoughts from my intern, Genesis and Mary Kemp. So, everyone, for those of you who dialed in, for those of you who were in the background just listening, I want to thank you so much for just tuning in and giving me the support that I needed. And also by being blessed with the callers who called in to share their testimonies and a little bit about their background. On tonight's episode and segment, you heard us talking about dealing with and overcoming grief. You also heard us talk about life challenges, that there's going to be challenges that also that always come up and present itself. But the most important thing is to constantly remind yourself to stay grounded, change your mindset and flip the script on your perspective and walk into your light. And your light is going to outshine the darkness that may be in and around you. Then we also talked about building legacy and how important that is. Because there are so many times whenever we go through those hard seasons in our life, when we go through experiences that try to take us out, you know, they actually propel us to the place that we are in or the place that we want to go. So never allow yourself to shy away whenever you go through those hard seasons, when you go through those trials and tribulations. But remind yourself that if you don't go through it, then how can you make it through it? And just remember to be one with yourself and know that there is a purpose that you are here for. You are uniquely made and created, and you are a masterpiece, and you are going to go out and do great things in the world. But first, you must tap into, you know, that root cause. Do a RCA on yourself, a root cause analysis. Identify with the feelings and the experiences that you're facing. And you may have to ask yourself those hard questions in order for you to pull yourself out of the pit and walk into your palace. Also, tap into, you know, your grieving process. Know that it's okay to grieve and mourn, and there's a time to grieve and mourn. And then the other thing is make sure you are building your legacy because your legacy is going to lay the foundation for future generations to come. Whether you're doing it for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, or people who may be outside of your family lineage, you have a reason that you are here on earth. So don't allow your dreams to end up in the graveyard because you were too afraid to take that leap of faith or you were afraid to jump out of that plane and pull the parachute. Go out and be great. And thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's show. It has been a pleasure. Once again, I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or if you want to email me, email me at Genesis Amaris Kemp and let me know how tonight's segment resonated with you.